Welcome back to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast, Misogynist of the Week. Kristen, who are we talking about this week? We are talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, otherwise known as the weekend. (laughs) So um, the reason we are talking about the weekend is because because uh, a new show called coming out on HBO called The Eye. So this show is directed by um, Sam Levingston, who is the same person who does uh, Euphoria. So for people who are not familiar, Euphoria stars Zendaya, and it is a show about very uh, fucked up teenagers who do a lot of drugs and have a lot of sex. And Sam looked at that show and thought, how could I make a show that is more fucked up? So he decided to make The Idol, which stars The Weeknd and actually um, Johnny Depp's daughter, whose name, for whatever reason, is escaping me, Lily Rose Depp. Uh, And this show, uh, according to multiple sources who came out to Rolling Stone, features a lot of incredible uh sexual violence and violence against women and it's very misogynistic so a lot of writers came out against it and spoke out about all of the different things within it that were problematic when that came out the weekend just tweeted a video from the show said are you mad at rolling stone not acknowledging, of course, all of the concerns that people had, the fact that it normalized this rape culture to a great extent. So Rolling Stone came back to us about a cover, and I think it's worth pursuing. Rolling Stone? Are they a little irrelevant? It's a cover. It's a heritage brand. I think it's fail-safe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be kind of past its prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody cares about Rolling Stone. Um, well, I know a few writers over there that I think would handle whatever we want to do with them in a really careful way, which I think is important at this point. Rolling Stone has six million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Half of them probably bots. Well, I don't know about that. And Jocelyn has 78 million followers. (laughs) I am aware of her follower count. All real, I'd assume. Mm -hmm. So she does a photo shoot, she tags them, they get her followers, more money for Rolling Stone, Uh nothing for Jocelyn. So there's a lot for Jocelyn. Not on Rolling Stone. Now, that, like, clip on Twitter was deeply disturbing to me. He honestly, I'm sorry, he looked like a pimp. He looked like a pimp. And and y'all could boo all you want to, but it's true. The whole way, it was just so deeply uncomfortable. And I just Mm -hmm. felt for Dan Levy. I was just like, how are you managing this whole mess? He's the only one trying to have a real conversation in that scene. Um, so for people who don't know, the scene is uh, Dan Levy seems to be playing, I think, the um, manager for one of the characters, I think, for Lily Rose Depp. And he's trying to get her to do a shot with Rolling Stones. And instead, she's like, the weekend is basically saying, oh, she has this many Instagram followers. Why should she go on the roll on, you know, do something for Rolling Stone when they have only less than her? It's just, it's just, 
it's kind of like you're just watching and you're like, this is cringeworthy to be like most possible degree. And that's not. So that was an actual scene from the movie. The show. It's a TV show. Like it's going to be like a multiple series. There's more than, oh my gosh, there's hours to this mess. Yeah, we're gonna think we're gonna have to watch. Well, we won't have to. I hope not. Uh, six to seven hours. This, I believe. Yes. Oh, so that was a clip in the scene. Yeah, yeah. I say I believe it's like a show, like Euphoria. Like it's just. And for those who don't know, also Euphoria, while having some 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 moments that are quite uh, positive, it also features a lot of very um, heavily sexualized content with women. And is very kind of like, it's also kind of misogynistic. But I thought, okay, so from what I understand, this this whole, um, the way this thing has been filmed, and like, has made people feel deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, like, apparently there's a scene where they make her walk around with an egg in her vagina. And if she can't do it for long enough, then the weekend will, like, do stuff to her that she doesn't want. This is, again, just from the article in Rolling Stone. This is not uh, what the like, show hasn't come out yet, but this is what people have said. But this is, of course, part of the broader conversation on how we normalize sexual violence and normalize misogyny in shows. And The weekend seems to have no issue with that. Um, if I was him, the first thing that I did out of the gate would probably not be something that's so incredibly misogynistic but each their own I suppose okay so <laughs> was he really talking to Rolling Stone then yeah because he he did he he put that tweet out after they had issued their story okay okay and like and okay black men please Anybody who ha- who like relaxes their hair or a silk press, any any black male who does that, I immediately am suspicious of. Okay, black women know what I mean. Okay, <laughs> I saw his hair. I was like, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> I mean, for somebody who made his career off of being like Mister Sensitive, it's an interesting career. But here's the thing. Um, weren't we just talking? Weren't we talking offline about how like there's this Drake slash Weekend type of performance from men about how sensitive they are and how emotional they are when they're really just predators? And like, I'm not saying I'm not saying Weekend as a predator. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we should talk. We should talk Drake like so much in a week i don't know if it's on this or if it's like just between us like it happens so frequently yeah but i think we were also talking about and one of the things the important things to highlight beyond the weekend is the way in which a lot of shows try to take sexual violence as a character arc right that's what we were talking about yeah and you 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 talked about so to talk about that okay so um One of the things I find very frustrating about TV shows, specifically on HBO, is that they use rape as a character arc. So if you have any, as an example, for anyone who's ever watched Game of Thrones, Sansa Stark starts out the show as a very, like, annoying, sort of privileged person. 
And one of the ways that they show that she's become a strong, independent character is several episodes to show her being viciously raped and beaten. And by Ramsey Bolton. By Ramsey Bolton, who later gets eaten by dogs, which is great. But that is something that happens quite frequently in TV shows where rape is a character development tool for women. And That's a really good point. Yeah. Sexual violence becomes something that makes someone stronger. Like, oh, you were this weak character that nobody liked, and then look, you got raped, now you're better. Or <laughs> they think, I don't know what's in this show, but I think, again, we normalize that going back to Game of Thrones, Daenerys, it's heavily implied, gets raped in, the, in like the second episode by yeah. who later becomes her love interest, who I also loved, who doesn't love him. But in the first, second episode, he does, like, it's very heavily implied that's what happened. By Carl Drago, right? Yes. On on her wedding. By Jason Momoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, of course, they, they later, like, they fall in love, and it's like a big love story in the first season. But it's very heavily implied initially that that's not what happened. So it just, it's like a thing where women's sexuality is used to shape them into being stronger women. And I think that that's, problematic and unfortunate and the weekend should it's always very weird to have a very serious conversation about someone called the weekend but he should have a better understanding of this dynamic and how he wants to put himself in this dynamic given especially how much sexual violence in the black community especially towards black women is minimized and yet he's participating in a role that encourages that and I'm assuming makes it kind of seem like it's fine. But it's not, it's, I'm not, it's not that he only took the role and doesn't, like, I'm guessing he's also not pushing back. Well, I mean, the fact that he actively was like, fuck you, Rolex, don't for even talking about this shows he's not, no. Yeah, exactly. So here's my thing. He went a step further in terms of mocking Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone's article, which is mocking the issue, not Rolling Stone mocking the issue. He's mocking the issue by doing that. Yeah, 100%. And so it is the mockery of the issue that literally, and him obviously not standing up for women, that literally makes him misogynist of the week. Because... How you can just, I and what's wrong with Canada? Why do we, why do we export these duds? Yes, some good ones. No, but we we export a specific type of misogynist, a kind one, a sort of like one that comes across. It's really Canadian, isn't it? It's extremely Canadian. It's a polite misogyny. Yes, yes. You know, like yeah, and like it's. But it's also based in this sense of like, and you see this with Drake, where it's like, why don't you love me? And if you don't love me, you're a bad person. But like, I'm such a good guy. Like, why don't you just like me? And that is very, very deeply problematic. It is problematic. Women are, you know, structured to think that like, 
there's something wrong with you if you don't like a guy like Drake. Which, I mean, if you're 15 and on Instagram, I guess that's your problem. But if you're an adult woman, that's not much an issue. <laughs> you will always bring that up. That's hilarious. I will. He grooms women on Instagram. I think that's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would think so. It's friggin' bad. Yes, he does. Also, do you remember when um, One Dance came out and Tom Mulcair did a version of it? I I tried to forget, but yes. I I want everyone who listens to this show, if you really want to get mad about misogyny, please watch that also. Because it is the most terrible thing that ever happened to Canadian politics. No, it wasn't. It wasn't one dance. It was the other one, the telephone, like, oh, hotline, hotline bling or hotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Humble care dance to hotline bling. Uh, Who's just trying to imagine care Polly? I'm dancing to that now. I don't want to even. At least call you. He, he, I feel like he would never care Polly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he listens to Drake. No. I I mean, I actually would really like to know what Pierre Polyev listens to. Like, what do you imagine that he listens to? Dropkick Murphys. No, that's too hardcore for him. There's no fucking way. Are you serious? I think he has a hardcore, like, kind of thing. You think that Pierre Polyev, like, goes on tour listening to, like, yes, a Boston song? I do. I do. I feel like I need to talk to people right now who know him and be like, what does Pierre Paul listen to? Because, like, I don't think it's Dropkick Murphys. I think it's probably, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what's, like, a very Pierre Paul type band. He probably listens to Ian Tyson. Who? I'm sorry. Were you not born in Alberta, Erica? Ian Tyson. Obviously. Listen, I... Don't pay attention. I know Katie Lang and Jan Arden, and I'm good. Thanks. Well, they're both gay, so Pierre Oliev doesn't listen to them. Wow. I'm just saying. He might, there you, go. you know, he probably listens to, like, Full Brandt. Do you know who? Oh, maybe he listens to Nickelback. I bet you Pierre likes <gasps> For any moment, for the people who can't actually see us, Eric is making an incredibly hilarious face. But you know what I'm right. He probably listens to like, look at this photograph. Like, yeah, I bet you he does. I bet you he listens to that hero song that Nickelback. Okay, made this is just devolving into this is just a like there's a there's a deep devolution happening. This I know, but so... you know that people listening to this are probably all interested in what Pierre Polyev listens to. No, they're so not. Maybe... No, they're not. Not they all should... they're not. No. I'm Why? curious. I'm not. I feel like it can send a lie about someone to learn about what their go-to song is. Like, I bet you that Jugmeat sings, like, go-to song is, like, I don't know. He probably listens to, like, he probably listens to Drake. <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know. How did you, how did you read that in my head? That was in my head. I was like, he probably listens to Drake. He, I probably, but he probably does. And then, like, when he's feeling really spicy, he probably listens to, like, one Kendrick Lamar song. 
Oh, yeah. That I believe. Justin Trudeau probably listens to, like, a lot of, like, Francophone music. Mm-hmm. He's feeling in his feelings. Mm-hmm. And he probably listens to Celine Dion when he's sad. Mm-hmm. But then otherwise, I bet you he li- he probably listens to the hip, but not, like, the deep cuts, but, like, the only the popular songs, like, the ones that were on, like, much music, you know, rock, 95 what he also that? probably listens to Our Lady Peace. I bet you he listens to Our Lady Peace. That I bet he, you that, and I bet you listens to Tragically Hip. He didn't he say he listens to Tragically Hip? Yeah, but of course he said that because you know you have to say that if you're going to be prime minister of this country. And that's true. But he listens to Our Lady Peace. He probably yeah. listens to some Tom Cochran, but only the popular ones. I, I bet you this is consistent with his personality. I bet you that Justin Trudeau only listens to songs that are popular and nothing that no one's ever heard of. You think? I don't feel like he has a lot of, like, depth that way. Which is why he he listens to, like, all the stuff that people, that's, like, popular. I mean, maybe he wanders around listening to WAP. I don't know. No. Okay. On that, on that, on that, we will, we will depart. Okay. Oh, you wanted to part on the image of our prime minister dancing around uh, his official residence listening to WAP by Cardi B? I do. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, yes, I do. I do. I do. First of all, any of those men dancing is 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 really like triggering in a way, in a negative way. You've seen Jump Me St. Dan. No, I haven't. Have I? He dances on TikTok all the time. I don't watch his TikTok. Nobody does. Thank you. That's a topic for a different discussion. It Thank is. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our ramblings. And if you have an idea of what you think any of our official opposition and or our, preview, our prime minister listened to, please get back to us. That's right. Badandbpod at gmail.com. And on that note... Ciao. Bye. My bitch is bad and bullshit.